We are back. Welcome back to Comeback. As usual, it's Connor. I'm joined by Nick, and we're going right into chapter three of Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich. We've previously done one and two, and I will include the links to those episodes in the show notes if you are interested in checking those out. And the ultimate self-development book written in 1933 is this one, Think and Grow Rich. We're going to dive into chapter three, the concept of faith, visualizing and believing in the attainment of desire, the second step to riches. Welcome, Nick. You ready? What's up, everyone? Yeah, I'm psyched for this because during the last conversation, we got some insights during the conversation. So we'll see what happens this time. I think the main takeaway I got from round two was the cookie jar. (laughs) Me too. Yeah. There was that (laughs) moment when I think you alluded to it with Goggins and both of us just had a a light bulb. It just like, it's been, it keeps coming up now this week. Yeah, so let's see, what, yeah. let's see what the hell happens this time. I think a good example of that <clears throat> is just after you left the recording, about five minutes later, one of the worst hail rainstorms I've seen in a long, long time happened. And I thought as I was making my cup of tea, shit, I feel really sorry for Nick going yeah. home and that. But you managed to use the cookie jar, right? Like when it's like, as soon as I left your place, it started raining and I was like, oh shit, like here it comes. And then when I got on the highway, it was fucking pouring like like the rain would hurt like it was like poking my face so then i was like this is a fucking cookie getting baked right now (laughs) absolutely it's the best way to look at it then when i got home i was like cookie baked (laughs) (laughs) i love it let's get right into it then faith is the head chemist of the mind when it is blended with a vibration of thought the subconscious mind instantly picks up the vibration translates into its spiritual equivalent and transmutes it to infinite intelligence as in the case of prayer this is the most one of the most powerful ones alongside love and sex. Faith is essential. It's huge, man. Absolutely. I I'm think, still yeah. learning this. <laughs> yeah. It can be tricky, and we've both discussed our obstacles in previous episodes and also personally. When you're going through the shit, for example, mm. to really have that faith. And not just not just toxic positivity of, oh, it will be fine, without mm. any kind of reference point, but genuinely believing that it's going to be okay is really when faith takes off. Yeah, I feel like we're like, uh, like if we are Barnes, right? We're in the beginning stage of when Barnes is also learning the same thing. And I'm sure he also had his doubts too and was still experimenting with it. He wasn't at that, like, uh, that ultimate level in the beginning, right? He had to build his way up. So I think we're just at also at that same stage. Absolutely, yeah. I'm sure if we were to speak to Barnes that he would say so many times, when he thought he cracked it, quote unquote, an obstacle would appear. But mm. I feel like due to his unwavering desire, the burning desire, which is the whole ethos of chapter two, he was able to then encapsulate faith and mm. really get into that mindset of knowing and genuinely knowing deep down subconsciously that things would be fine. Like it's becoming clear, like slowly but surely, it's becoming clear, clearer every, with every obstacle actually. Like you have to go through the obstacle to see that you can get past it. Mm. And if you actually go through every obstacle, if you have that unwavering faith and genuine belief it'll be fine, Mm. then the obstacle isn't really that big. You're like, oh, that's just another one I've got to knock down. Right, it's like a game almost. Yeah, exactly. It's another one. Yeah, it's it's another level. It's another another level, level, yeah. Yeah, And every level, there's a way to get through it. Yeah, I I heard an analogy on a podcast once of life being like a video game where if your character dies in real life, sorry, if your character dies on the game, you won't care but mm. if that you hit a, for example they hit a wall they die but in real life if you hit the wall you know it's the end of the world <laughs> he almost gave a very compelling 
answer to why you should treat life like a video game of just going up levels and when you get knocked down start again go back yeah just press start continue yeah. <laughs> it's free yeah as somebody who's not really a gamer <laughs> i found it really compelling like yeah. if you if you play in the arcade right like at, like at the like with all the arcade machines like you lose you gotta pay money to play again right but this one's for free yeah, exactly <laughs> just get back up yeah exactly yeah no one of the first notes that i wrote down was that faith is almost like the engine driving the thought so you will have the thought for example i want excuse me i want two hundred fifty thousand us dollars mm. but that's you know just a thought anybody can say that anybody can think yeah that. but it's the faith that actually turns on the engine and gets it driving yeah and i wonder i feel like even if you don't have a hundred percent faith but you have a little bit it's enough to spark it yeah. And then the the flame gets bigger, bigger, depending on how you deal with it, I guess, right? Yeah, absolutely. You, you could uh, also, like how I've done before, like start something with all this energy. Yeah, I can do it. I started it, and then when I when I hit my first obstacle, I was like, oh, maybe I can't. And then it dies. Absolutely. I've done that before, for sure. Yeah, definitely. As you mention it, I'm thinking of like failed failed projects only because I allowed them to fail. Yeah, same. My teenage years, yeah. Whether it be music or sport or creatively. They've definitely all come up, as you're mentioning, and I guess the faith is the one that takes it to that next level of, instead of thinking, oh, maybe I can't, even that action of saying maybe I can't is a lack of faith. Yeah. If you had true unwavering faith, you go to that next point. Oh, I heard, damn, I forget who said this, but somebody said, like, fear is just a misplaced faith. You have, you have faith, but in, in the failure. Yeah. And that's... In, Absolutely, yeah. yeah. It's like that, <laughs> the idea that everything happens for a reason usually you could argue that that's quite a cheesy cliche quote but if you genuinely believe everything happens for a reason you believe that failure is there for a reason right if you choose it to call it a failure and it can teach you something so it can therefore lead to faith you probably have more faith because without a failure you don't really go anywhere the more i think about it in the grand scheme of things yeah so then is failure actually a negative thing like do I even want to keep that word anymore? I haven't decided yet. Yeah, that goes to, again, the lessons I've learned from Tony Robbins about vocabulary, where yeah. if you have failure in your mind, if you don't actually entertain that notion of failure, then you can't possibly fail because you don't have a mental subconscious definition of that word. Yeah, it's funny because we have now we have to unlearn what we've learned our entire life in school because mm-hmm. we've been taught that failing is bad. And you should do anything possible to not fail. Yeah. And if you fail, then your teachers are angry, your parents are angry, your classmates judge you. And But it's like, it turns out, oh, shit, it's actually not a bad thing. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm looking at the exam system where, I mean, I failed a couple of exams. Ultimately, I did fine. I went to uni. I passed most of them. But I remember the, fa- the ones I'd fail in, say, when I was 14, 15. Let me repeat, 14, 15, Jesus, so young. But at the time, I genuinely thought it was the end of the world and I'd never get a job and no employer would look at me if I had a D in maths on my CV. Absolute bullshit. Yeah. (laughs) Absolute bullshit. Like, I'm glad it taught me persistence to go back and get that maths, even though I didn't enjoy it. Damn, I can imagine right now, if I was talking to my high school teacher, Mrs. Gibbs, if she's listening, hi, Mrs. Gibbs. (laughs) (laughs) If I would ask her, if I would ask her right now, why... Why don't teachers tell us that failure is not bad? She would tell me it's because they don't know. <laughs> because they themselves don't even know that. The failure is not bad. So, of course, they couldn't teach us that if they, even they don't know that. Yeah, they can't pour from the cup that the water's not in. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. God damn. Yeah, reframing failure, I think, is crucial. Where 
I think I heard somewhere, it might be a Paul McKenna book of whenever you quote-unquote fail or you, you don't achieve your desired outcome, that's probably mm. a better way of phrasing fail, even though it's longer. Mm. He said, should just say to yourself, this is another learning experience. This is yeah. another way not to do it, mm. to learn from. And it might have been Einstein who said something about the expert is the one who makes the most mistakes. Right. And literally learns every way not to do it. So the only yeah. <laughs> the only alternative left is the successful one. What do they say? That, like, let's say, like, quote-unquote, successful people are people who have tried and failed more times than average people even try. Yeah, absolutely. <coughs> yeah, and you can't actually avoid the concept of failure. The more I think about it, even if you don't fail, that's to not do anything, which mm. in which is a failure. If you don't right. do anything, that's a failure by default. That's what it was in uh, JR, no, JK Rowling says that, right? Is it? Maybe. I don't know. Somebody. It might be her. Somebody <laughs> said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, for sure. And there comes here the actual, I guess, method for faith, the thing that really can get faith going. Because there'll be people listening who think, okay, I know faith's important. How do I cultivate faith? And I do think you need references. Now, this starts from making repeated suggestions to the subconscious mind, where if you keep feeding your subconscious with positive affirmations related to faith, then it can manifest. It has to start from there. So I guess, like, because I'm guessing um, Napoleon Hill was not religious, right? So this is how he had to do it. He had to drill into his mind, like, this can work, this can work, this can work, like, over and over because he's not religious. And I would think that if you are religious, you have the advantage that you already can do this much easier. Mm, yeah. You don't have to use this auto-suggestion if you really do have the, like, the true faith that I guess you should have in your religion, if you have a religion, if you, if you follow one. Absolutely. I love that analogy, actually, of religious people having an advantage where... Yeah. I used to be quite sceptical about religion, to be honest with you. I used to think it was slightly daft. And I used to genuinely have the view that if you go to church to worship a magic man in the sky, then that's ridiculous. This is 16-year-old me talking. And that was, I guess, a bit of a resentment of being brought up in Catholic schools, mm. where it was forced upon me, literally. However, now, I quite admire people who have that, because it's a faith. Like, when people say, I have my faith, yeah. I think, yeah, there is something that you can get behind that keeps you driven by your values throughout life. And I think religious people with this chapter could really benefit. Yeah, and they do have a huge advantage. Yeah. And um, yeah, also, I think it's a good test of your faith, right? If you're religious, like, if you have doubts, it's like, well, where's that faith that you're talking about if you really honestly follow some religion or whatever? Yeah. Which I don't, honestly. I don't follow any religion. No, neither. Neither. I felt I've never really found a religion that completely appealed <laughs> to me, and there was always something outdated and something in it that didn't really fit me. Now, I might change my mind, but mm. as we currently speak, I suppose I'm a bit more in tune with the spiritual route. I mean, same, like, I can't see myself following any religion ever. I can't imagine that. But I do recognize that if someone does follow a religion, then they have the advantage for this faith. Absolutely, yeah. For sure. Good for them. Yeah, because I feel like with faith, uh, it's important to first really get some kind of, I guess, some some grounding and an avenue into the concept of faith. So actually just put yourself in the position to get the best possible, like repeatedly affirm to yourself subconsciously. But then you need reference points and you mm. need little things to back up that faith. Like yeah. if you go to the gym and you want to get super jacked, but you're scrawny as fuck, after about two or three weeks, when you see the tiniest glimpse of a bit more muscle, you think, okay, there's faith here. That's kind of a reference point where it leads into the ultimate faith. And I feel like that's the same here, where if you just get little signs and little steps, then you'll keep going and the faith will get stronger, like a muscle. So now it sounds like these reference points are cookies. Yeah. 
That's what they are. Yeah. <laughs> so we're, we're just we we'll keep finding them, and we'd have to enjoy just finding them. Yeah, absolutely. Just even though it's not yeah. a, it's not a comfortable process because it's gonna be fucking challenging. It's not all cookies, right? Yeah, sometimes <laughs> there's, sometimes there's maggots. Like the cookies taste good, but after you bake them, mm. not while you're baking them. That's fucking that's the challenging part. Yeah, that's a long process. <laughs> the kitchen's hot. Yeah, <laughs> it's sweaty. The kitchen's hot. As it's sweaty. gruesome. Sometimes the recipe goes wrong. <laughs> the ingredients aren't always the best. But mm. you find a way, and yeah. once once the cookies are baked and you've tasted them, you think, "Yeah, this is fucking cool." <laughs> it is, yeah, it's a, it's a great analogy. I mean, See. I used to think these analogies and examples were somewhat flimsy and somewhat too playful, but they mm. apply very well here. Yeah, like Goggins's cookie jar technique. Thank you, fucking Goggins. Thank man. you, David. Jesus. <laughs> he was saying reference points the entire time. That's what yeah. he was trying to say. Exactly, and I guess just because of his. I suppose media persona of being straight, <laughs> completely straight-faced, you might think, oh, lunatic, but no, no. The man has some insight. He really does. Yeah, and he does actually eat cookies um, as his favorite snack. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, because his mom gave him cookies as a kid. Oh, okay, okay. That's how his idea of cookies started. Uh, Anyways, yeah, yeah, right, okay, we don't want to digress from Goggins. <laughs> <laughs> back to Hill, back to the emotions of faith. Uh, yep, yeah, as we just mentioned here, uh, the emotion now faith is an emotion as well as an affirmation and this is again where people get affirmations wrong where if you sit there to yourself and say I am strong and powerful I am strong and powerful but you really don't believe it and <laughs> right. it's futile but you have to mix it with the faith of genuinely seeing yourself as that strong powerful capable figure that can do the things that you're telling yourself mm. rather than just saying it into a mirror because it's it's quite futile in that regard yeah I heard about this recently that doing affirmations like that can actually be dangerous because it's like setting yourself up to fail and then you actually you lose faith mm-hmm. when doing that it's like yeah I'm, fo- I'm so powerful right now I'm so powerful but like what if you're feeling like crap that day then you're kind of like setting yourself up to fail mm. it goes to dispenser's techniques where he says some days you will feel like crap yeah. and sometimes the affirmations won't work at first you've got to really then go to that next level it's almost like a mental workout mm. it almost is where Sometimes you go to the gym and you're feeling sluggish and shit, but you have to push through and get something done. It's almost like that. And Dispenser advocates that if you are in that point and it takes a bit longer than usual and it's a bit more of a trudge, a struggle, once you get the the moment or some kind of glimpse of, I guess, positive faith, I suppose, then mm. you think, ah, there's something to this. I've hit something here. And that leads, it, leads you to the next day and the next day and keeps the faith and keeps you coming back. It's like, what if you're going through a really crappy moment, it's really uncomfortable, and instead of saying, oh, this sucks, it's like, this is going to be really worth it later on. <laughs> That's what you learn. And yeah. then, like, you're not saying, like, I'm so strong, I'm so strong, I'm so strong right now, because, like, you're not, right? Like, it's like I'm, just, I'm dealing with it. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you're not lying to yourself. Yeah, you're That's not lying thing. to yourself. Yeah, yeah, because I feel like the mind knows. The mind knows when you're a liar. <laughs> it's like, I'm, not, I'm sure, like, no, like, I'm sure you are strong deep down, like, but just like in that moment like you're feeling it's a moment of weakness right so just like i'm getting through this yeah <laughs> yeah being honest about it being, and being impeccable with your language yes right that's crucial <laughs> yeah back to that book yeah, uh, <laughs> that book comes up a lot i did an interview yesterday with uh, a guy noah shout out this will come out in a few weeks and twice in the conversation i ended up mentioning some of the principles i was like not taking things personally being impeccable with your word and not making assumptions that book's brilliant because <laughs> it seems like it seems like there's just one there's just one book and all of these books that we've read are like different chapters of this like ultimate book and the ultimate book is thinking go rich no i would say even this one is a chapter in an ultimate book mm. that maybe has no ending like i don't know if we can 100 uh, percent intellectually understand this yes 
but we're catching some patterns and that's the best that we can do it Abs- absolutely with our human consciousness and our potential best we can just do follow the white rabbit see where it goes yeah, <laughs> i think we're doing well the belief at a core level is so crucial even if it's good awful bad i think this is essential where if you genuinely believe that you're useless you will manifest as being someone useless and if you genuinely yeah. believe you're strong you will manifest as strong like if you genuinely believe you are useless you will behave like whatever you think a useless person is like and therefore you will be useless <laughs> yeah. yeah it goes back to labeling theory where i've interviewed and spoken and heard people on podcasts talk about oppression and i think we alluded to this last episode i might be repeating myself but forgive me um if you genuinely identify as oppressed or as the victim you will you will act like that exactly you will literally do everything to be that person whilst if you never entertain that notion yeah you're fine and you will be waiting for someone to like prove that right mm. see i told you he did that and now i'm i'm this thing i was telling you about yeah it's almost like my, my partner will leave me and if you genuinely believe that and have that complete faith and of course your partner will eventually leave you and boom i told you yeah it's, it's like when you say like oh everybody leaves me eventually mm. and then you find yourself acting like someone that nobody wants to spend time with and then you get left alone and they don't like, see i told you everyone leaves me self-fulfilling prophecy it's a yep. vicious negative cycle mm. yeah, which needs to be interrupted at some point and this is why i enjoy doing these podcasts and learning from different people how to just interrupt and break that habit as soon as possible before it manifests further down the line true uh something that i'm experiencing with right now is um it's like have you ever considered that maybe nothing has ever gone wrong ever yeah, you, only when you've told me about this. Like, yeah. Have you ever considered that maybe the word wrong is an illusion altogether? So like, what if you're going through a really piece of shit, like, uncomfortable day, and in the middle of that storm, you ask yourself, what if nothing's actually wrong right now? <laughs> and it, it makes your fear doubt itself. Mm. And it's like, yeah. oh shit, maybe nothing's wrong. You can see your fear and your doubt wrestling each other. Yeah. And almost still trying to get in there with the ego, but it's not having the same impact. It's like, imagine you're going through a really harsh mental storm. It's like, what if nothing's actually wrong right now? And what if nothing has ever, ever been wrong? What if wrong is just an illusion? <laughs> Mic drop. <laughs> and then fear is like, fear that is like, Am I even real then? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's yeah. fucking cool. <laughs> it is massively. And then the dominant thoughts start on repeat, become the reality, where if you're constantly thinking about becoming, I suppose, an entrepreneur or somebody who works out or somebody who's a good friend, if that's constantly on your mind, that will eventually manifest. Mm. The same with the contrary. If you constantly yeah. think that you're useless or you're dreadful, that will also come up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It goes on to the self-confidence formula, which he comes up with at some point. Let me find this. There's a good quote here, actually, that I'll allude to before the formula, which is, thoughts which are mixed with any of the feelings or emotions constitute a magnetic force which attracts from the vibrations of the other other similar or related thoughts. Powerful. To put it like in simple word is like visualization with emotions. Like, if you want to visualize yourself being, let's say, a business owner, it's not enough to just visualize yourself being a business owner. You have to visualize being a business owner and what that feels like. Mm. Imagine what that would feel like to already own that business. It's weird. I thought of these concepts when I was a kid, genuinely, where I used to think about 
what would it feel like to get rich and famous? And I actually used to put myself in that thing when I was about six or seven, mm. and only to a small degree, because I feel like I wasn't cognitively as developed then, mm. but I still would think, oh yeah, what would I actually look like? And what would the world look like? And how would I speak? And what would I hear? And <laughs> cool. What little things would come up? And I suppose it is true. If you just said to me, what does it feel like living in Vietnam? I probably had a completely different idea than what it actually is like. And now mm. I can tell you, it's just, oh yeah, this is, this is what it is, <laughs> just due to my experience. And like maybe you can visualize something. You can also imagine how you would feel in that moment. And then when you actually get to that placement, maybe it feels different. Right? Yeah, it's totally possible. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. We never know, but it's why you have to have faith. Yeah. To do that. <laughs> faith is the only known antidote to failure. I guess this is probably summed up what we've just been talking yeah. about. Yeah, it does feel like that. Yeah, and it gives the, it's the element and chemical which, mixed with prayer, gives one direct communication with infinite intelligence. I love this example because infinite intelligence, we can't really comprehend. Mm. As humans, I feel like we can't actually comprehend why things work where so many different yeah. abstract concepts come together to make an event happen, like, let's say, moving to Vietnam, and we could never have like made, orchestrated it by ourselves with our consciousness. We have to have faith in infinite intelligence. Mm. But if you're putting out the right signal, it's a better benefit to you. It's like, how do you, in, how do you um, intellectualize intuition? Like, a gut feeling. Yeah. It's, I don't know if it's possible to... Exactly, that's all I can think of is you feel it in your gut, you just know it's right, but I can't give you any intellectual reasoning. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a tricky one. There's some things that we just can't explain. Absolutely. Uh, the words here are crucial as well. I've got down here in my notes transformational vocabulary and also things we were discussing just before recording. For example, it comes up here of suggested suicide, where if a suicide is reported in the paper, this was written in the 30s, then suddenly cases would go up because it was suggestible mm. to people where they thought, oh, I could do that too, etc. And also somebody said, ah, this pain, somebody was in hospital and said, this pain will kill me. I can't stand this. Three weeks later, he was dead because of voluntary, <laughs> right. voluntary suicide, voluntary mental suicide. Yeah. My own personal example is that like, I was too shy to perform guitar anymore for anybody. So it's like my fingers would feel stiff. And then every time someone's like, hey, can you play guitar? I'm like, oh, yeah, my fingers kind of hurt. And, like, I have tendonitis and shit. <laughs> yeah, it can happen. I think yeah. I told you my example of I was really stressed at work and thought, oh, I'd definitely love to have some time off. And then I got COVID. Yeah. And an infection. <laughs> and really bad anxiety. And literally had to stay off and thought, wow, yeah. this wasn't fun. Yeah. The biggest one I can think of is that, like, someone I know, uh, she didn't want to leave the house. She wanted to be home all day and not go to work. And then she got a foot injury. Yeah. And she could stay home all day. <laughs> this might be the origin of the phrase, be careful what you wish for. <laughs> right. Because I used to true. always hear that. And, you know, like you should be careful because if you wish for it and you have the faith, it will probably happen. Mm. Do you really want it? Yeah. Like being rich. I think it was Jim Carrey. <laughs> being, I wish everyone could be rich and famous. Just realize what it is really isn't. And, mm. you know, I've, often I think about, say, when I was younger, I used to really want to be in One Direction. Mm. And now I've heard all the One Direction members on podcasts. Thank goodness I was not in that band. Damn. Yeah. And I also used to really admire, or not admire, when I was, say, 14, I used to think, oh, it'd be great to be a pickup artist. I've seen interviews with pickup artists and they're not happy. They needed serious, serious therapy. And right. they were filling voids. And I wanted to be a professional footballer. But the amount of scrutiny that you get with that and the amount of 
hassle it is on your mind and your body going through training day after day after day and then you retire at 35 and what's next <laughs> right. all, all three of those I really wouldn't want to be now but <laughs> at some point I wanted to and I suppose it's good that I didn't really chase them with all my faith because who knows <laughs> now we'll see what you'll chase next <laughs> exactly that's the key the self-confidence formula I know I have the ability to achieve the object of my definite purpose therefore I demand of myself pre persistent continuous action towards its attainment and I will take such action then I will make it the dominating thoughts in my mind and then use the principle of auto-suggestion this hit this hit me quite hard mm. yeah why did it hit you hard it hit me hard because I knew I had the ability to have some kind of impact in Vietnam and I knew that I could create a podcast or a blog or some kind of project that would resonate with people all around the city with different fields I knew that I could do that back in July 2019, three years ago. But on that first day that I was going to do it, say August the 2nd, 2019, I stopped and I procrastinated. And I said, oh, let me just settle. And it was fear and ego creeping in. Mm -hmm. Whilst here it says, I have the ability, I demand of myself. If I had demanded of myself, the podcast would have started a year and a half earlier mm. and I would have saved a lot of struggle. Now I don't regret this because I think everything does happen for a reason and I learned a lot of lessons yeah. on the way. And I do have the faith that that was perhaps the reason, but I look back and think, if I know, and I do know what to do to get better, and I'm not doing it, then I need to demand of myself action. Because mm -hmm. action is the only way things are going to happen. Cool. This makes me think of the day before I returned to Saigon, when I was still in America, and like the day before I came back, my mind was saying, like, dude, just stay in America. You're already here. Everyone's trying to get over here. Why are you leaving? You can live with your family and not pay so much rent. Like... It's trying so hard to convince me. And uh, the way that I got out of it, like I didn't demand myself to get on the airplane. I just told myself like, I can hear my fear talking, but I can't let it make decisions. Mm. And that was how I got out of that one. That's a very good way. It's like acknowledging a naughty out of control child without completely mm. hurting its feelings and making it worse. You're, you're saying, I know you're here, but this is what's happening. Yeah, it's like, I can hear my all my fear and doubts. Like, but I can't let it make decisions. Yeah. Especially for this one. Mm, yeah, There's yeah. no way, dude. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually going to be a reflective moment for me in, on Friday when it's my three-year anniversary. And I remember uh, getting on that plane or before I was going to the airport, <clears throat> I had similar, where my flight was at 9 p.m. on a Monday to Vietnam and I'm moving. So I wake up on Monday morning at I had a dentist appointment, went to the shop and I was like normal. Like, like very normal, but I'm thinking I'm leaving for Asia tonight. Like this is the biggest move of my life by far. Yeah. What do I do this day? So I was just watching rubbish TV. I was walking everywhere, but it it was I was really on edge because I was going, <laughs> Oh my god, I've just seen my neighbour. I'm gonna see them again for another year. You're right. Oh, this is the my last time I might go to this shop for another year and all of these little things were creeping in. Yeah. To the point where I just took charge and thought, I'm going to go to the airport six hours early which is excessive, I know, and just get stuck in and get recognised I'm going to make this mission. Yeah. And I was so much more comfortable at the airport than my house. Mm. I mean, you never know, but if I'd have stayed the extra couple of hours in my house, it, it would have made it worse, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so I just went to the airport early and thought, let's just get me in this situation. Once I was through the check-in, I was fine, but all sorts of things went in my mind. I remember thinking, I actually had this thought for about five seconds, which is nonsense. I had lots of spiritual books in my bag, and I was like, are they banned in Vietnam? Are they going to not let me on the plane oh, they gonna you, you know when they check the luggage I was like yeah. of course they're fucking not going to do that mm. but in my mind was going through haywire so I thought get me to this airport that's cool yeah so going back to I guess the point like demanding of yourself action I think 
yeah, with the podcast, I've been pretty good at this, I will admit, where I've demanded of myself, keep speaking to different people, keep trying to get better, keep showing up. And even if I have a poor episode, I'll still show up. I won't let it deter me. So I think in some cases I've done well here, some have not. And I suppose it's it's just something to learn from. Well, this part, it sounds like uh, discipline, right? Yeah. Like if you like commit to doing something and do it. Yeah, it's very Don't so. back out. Yeah. Go 100% all in. I'm sure Jocko has quotes about this. <sighs> yeah, a lot of sure. people do of just go completely all in yeah. there's no backing out yeah. even if you don't want to just show up and just mm. go through the motions right and this what, is what he says yeah and this is where faith comes in because when you go completely all in for something there's no turning back you will hit the messy middle and this often gets said by Damien Hughes the co-host of the High Performance Podcast mm. where any pursuit you will get to the messy middle where it's a bit too far to turn back but you're not quite at the thing where you can see the finish line so you have to have the faith then to keep going because mm. it's messy and you're going to be convinced it's a failure but once you have the faith to just dig in go a few more steps and a few more steps a few more steps suddenly the finish line's in sight or mm. even a glimpse and you think right let's keep at it something like my girlfriend and I were trying to sorry we're deciding to um, run every morning uh, we wake up at 6am and go for a jog even if we have to work so like one day I really didn't want to go and I didn't even suggest it to, to run and then she was like let's go running and I was like okay fuck it let's go and I really did not want to go but like as I was running that first lap I could feel like we're baking a really big cookie right now it's really big it's unusually big yep. and we have to do this massively <laughs> yeah yeah before, my day before Singapore uh, I hadn't done a solo trip outside of Vietnam for two and a half years and I'm thinking of all sorts of things and to be honest with you it was on the Wednesday and I was completely like struck with fear and depression had come back and I was thinking I don't have to go it's not the end of the world if I don't go I mm. thought no you're gonna go and you're gonna see it for yourself and <laughs> big cookie was bait there fuck yeah yeah a lot of interviews recently where I've not been in a great state but I've put on the game face done them another cookie baked mm-hmm. baking cookies is where it's at yeah. <laughs> yes. even this morning actually around 10am I was feeling extremely tired like really fatigued and I was worried about my health etc but then I thought let's just go to the gym go and do my class do the interview with Nick go to the rock show can you do all four of them if you do all four of them the cookies are being baked <laughs> so yeah. far I've done three cookies <laughs> fuck yeah fuck yeah yeah it's all about that yeah uh, I put to there's an auto suggestion poem that he writes which I've put in my notes I mean I don't know it off by heart but here we are I think I'll read the whole thing because it won't take me long and it's also quite important if you think you are beaten, you are. If you think you dare not, you don't. If you like to win, but you think you can't, it's almost certain that you won't. If you think you'll lose, you're lost, for out of the world we find. Success begins with the person's will, it's all in the state of mind. If you think you are outclassed, you are. You've got to think high to rise. You've got to be sure of yourself before you can ever win a prize. Life's battles don't always go to the stronger or faster man, but sooner or later, the one who wins is the one who thinks he can. Mic hmm. drop. Boom. It goes back to almost everything we've discussed. It's like what Henry Ford says, right? Whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. Yep. <laughs> Simple as that. Yeah. And so many times, I think, like, even the examples he uses of Gandhi and Lincoln. Like, oh. with Lincoln's, I suppose, his history, you'd think this guy's going to be president. He's failed at every job he's ever had in his 40s. Mm. And yet, he was Mr. Nobody from nowhere until somehow somehow he got that experience, he got that faith, he got that love, and he created it out of his understanding. Mm-hmm. And another big one is Gandhi. He made 200 million people believe in a mission through faith. Yeah. <sighs> Damn. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like, dude, his faith was serious, man. He had no money. He had no home. He didn't even own a suit of clothes, but he had. How much faith do you need for that? That's extraordinary. Yeah, he... I mean, he was hardcore into non-dualism. And so he... I guess he must have baked the ultimate cookie, man. Yeah. He had to, because, yeah, you're right. He didn't own anything. He was completely... He had complete faith that he could make India independent. And it happened. From England. <laughs> I mean, it may, when, when sometimes I think about, uh, like, could, do I have the faith to be able to run a podcast or a business mm. or a blog? He, he decided, no, I'm going to make a country independent. Yeah. That's faith. And not even be angry about it. Yeah. <laughs> Exceptional. <laughs> like, be totally yeah. nice to them. And, yeah. and genuinely nice, not fake nice. Yeah, exactly. We've spoken about face nice, fake nice before, haven't we? Yeah. About, like, the British and American. <laughs> hey, how are you? Oh. How's it going, buddy? <laughs> hey. Hey, great to see you. I've seen it here, you know, where people, like, I've been at big group parties, for example, mm. and I've seen someone completely criticize everybody around from the social circle, and as soon as they walk into the room, it's almost a complete, hey, oh my God, so you did this, and oh, yo, I've, I've been telling them about you doing this. Oof. Thinking, what? Oh my God. What? <laughs> That's completely two different people. Yeah. Yeah, and I've also had the contrary where people will criticize somebody to me, and say, oh, I, I, she's arrogant, she's this, he's arrogant, he's annoying, He, no one cares what he says, he talks too much. Yeah, as soon as they're in the presence, they're almost trying to take the piss off me to impress them. I'm thinking, what the fuck? <laughs> That's mm. a complete U-turn. Yeah, it's extraordinary. People play games. They do, yeah, yeah. <laughs> games people play. That's a good book, apparently, The Games People oh, really? Play. Yeah, I reckon you'll find some interesting stuff in there. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's our next one after we get Hill done. But, uh, yeah, we're coming towards the end of the chapter. Riches begin in the form of thought. And again, I suppose if you ask any millionaire or billionaire or anybody who's accumulated huge wealth, the, I- the idea came in his mind, first of all. Mm. Everything comes with, starts with a thought. Yeah. This makes me damn. This makes me think now. What if you find, like, uh, let's say, money by chance? Can you, can you maintain it? If you have the financial education, the mm. skill set, the desire, the wit, I think, yeah. But how much money are we talking? Uh, let's say a million dollars. A million dollars. But let's chance. say like your your mindset is like, I'm someone who doesn't manage their money well and then suddenly boom you get a you win the lottery or something. Mm, I think then suddenly you'll find ways of just recklessly spending probably seeking vices just because you can like I feel like you would just look for for example cosmetics just to try it and suddenly you've lost a few thousand pound mm. and then you'll think oh well I've never ordered this type of champagne before in a bar let's try it then it's another few thousand pounds gone and then you'll think, oh, this substance I've not tried before, but it looks to be legit. Let's try this. A few thousand gone. Then you'll go on a first-class flight to the other side of the world. A few yeah. thousand gone. And suddenly, after a while, because you've never actually watched it or thought about it or even thought about managing, it'll be gone. You'll right. think, oh, see, I proved it to myself. Yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah. That's what I think would happen. Yeah. Some people say like uh, that some people that win the lottery end up more in debt than before they won the lottery. Yeah, I can really believe that. Yeah, because you probably then would get into a mindset of being able to recklessly spend. So you mm. would. And you would change your mindset to being like, I can do whatever I want. <laughs> Getting checks and checks rid of, and then you end up really broke. So eventually their mindset manifested yeah. what, it, what it thought about. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Whether you think you can or you can't, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You got any thoughts that you'd like to add from the book before we move on to our submissions? 
I think that's it for me, man. I think that's it for the, for the chapter. Yeah, faith. It's a really long chapter, this one, but I think it, because as it mentions at the start, when you link it with love and desire and also sex, it's absolutely crucial. Mm. Our next chapter is only 10 pages, so we'll get that done pretty quickly <laughs> in the future. Like <laughs> but for now, let's move on to our suggestions. Sorry, yep, our suggestions, submissions. So what do we have? This first one is Dave from Botswana. Shout out to Dave. Perfection will come through practice. It cannot come by merely reading instructions. Let's discuss. I can even compare this with like learning a foreign language, right? Like you learn how you learn a foreign language uh, by reading a book on foreign languages. But if you never actually speak it, like how like did you actually learn it? Like how can you apply it? I was listening to James Clear from Atomic Habits on London Real yesterday, a rerun, and he mentions he splits it into emotion and action. Researching how to start a business and looking at them and for example and looking at what it will be and thinking about your idea is motion. Action mm. is actually getting a business card, calling somebody, going and visiting a bank, getting a loan, etc. Yeah. And it's not to say motion is useless. I think you should be well prepared. But a lot of the time motion is procrastination. And I've learned this mm. the hard way where the amount of times I would watch videos on how to start a podcast or read books on how to start a podcast or listen to podcasts about how to start a podcast without ever actually doing anything to start my podcast. True. Yeah, it can, it, it's the case. I feel you on that one, yeah. And damn, I think like maybe if you want to take action, even a small one is better than no action. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Even a small one, though. Yeah, I love the James Clear book, Atomic Habits, because he, he dispelled a myth for me which I really, I really resonated with, and it was about the identity where it can be very easy if you don't have the faith to just go, oh, well, it's not my identity. I'm not a podcaster. I'm not a business person and mm. give up. Whilst if your identity is of that, then you'll still find a way. And he used an example of a guy who was going to the gym for, say, seven or eight days. Then he got, then he got really stuck. He went to the gym, literally, got out of his car, went to the gym, lifted one weight, went, went I, out I and I love this one. I love, yeah. I love, I and people will think, well, no, that's not going to help. And no, that's not going to help. And it won't change it. But it reaffirms his identity that he's a gym goer. Yeah. Even if he went for 30 seconds, he's in the gym, he's in the environment. His brain's putting another cookie in there saying, yeah, you're, you're a gym goer. Yeah. yeah. Like it's establishing a new habit, right? Exactly. Like after after what, 21 days, it becomes like yeah. more solidified. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> nah, and then it's hard, harder to just break. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. From Latvia has sent in a question. Shout out to Calvis. Happiness is found in doing, not merely possessing. Whew. What do you think of this one? Does this kind of sound like what Dave? I think it's similar. Yeah, and doing something like action, action breeds the loudest results. Instead of just possessing the knowledge, maybe. Yeah. Like actually do something. Absolutely. That's what I think it is. Yeah. Shout out to Calvis. I saw you today as we as I was driving here for this podcast. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I've never had a Latvian guest, so he'd be an excellent one. Hell perhaps yeah. In the future. Uh, the next one is Huang from Vietnam. Shout out to Huang. Uh, the subconscious mind takes any orders given in it in a spirit of absolute faith. Hmm. I think that refers to the power of the subconscious, where if you tell your subconscious uh, with genuine belief, for example, I am strong, the subconscious makes you strong. Mm. Like vice versa, if you say I am weak, okay, I'll make you weak. This almost sounds like <clears throat> like law of attraction, whereas like you can choose to have a new belief immediately. Mm. <laughs> that like second yeah. immediately yep you yeah. pass that off to the subconscious it will do the rest shout out to Hung I hope I said your name right Hung <laughs> my bro Hung yeah he will be a podcast guest as well in the future 
the next one, and our final submission actually, is Chris. Chris is from America. Where is Chris from? Chris is Bolivian American. Bolivian American. Okay, two continents there. Excellent. Uh, faith and fear make poor bedrocks where one is found, the other cannot exist. Right, man. Like, like can, can you have fear and faith at the same time? Or is it like uh, oil and water? Hmm. I'm trying to think. You can... Like, can they coexist? Uh, I feel like maybe a mild version of fear. So, like, let's say apprehension. It's like apprehension and excitement come from the same neurological code. Mm. And so that's why often we can mix anxiety with excitement. Uh, we were saying that, like, maybe faith is like a... Sorry, a fear is misplaced faith, right? Yes, yeah. So maybe, like, they're both faith just going in different directions. Mm, so yeah. if you're going left, you can't be going right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you're going right, you can't be going left. Mm, yeah, I think that's so what you got to choose. you got to choose one of them. Absolutely, yeah. And I, I suppose think. if you're feeling the fear, just take the vehicle and just slowly bring it around. And make a U-turn. About to turn right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Slowly or U-turn, depending on how to do it. No, I like these submissions. And I think all of them have covered slightly different points where, okay, you can mention the Dave one and the Calvis one are also about doing an action, but they still have subtle nuances, which all apply. Mm-hmm. Thank you to everyone who submitted. I've really enjoyed like, hearing from you, and I look forward to the submissions that happen next week as a result. I think we've covered the chapter three. We've covered the submissions. Is there anything that's standing out for you, Nick, that you'd like to discuss before we perhaps wrap this up? Hmm. Uh, I think that's it for me, man. Yeah. I'm excited for the next one. So am I. And this uh, is a, yeah. This is like self-training me. Like I'm yeah. really glad we're doing this because it's making more sense to me than just reading it. Yeah, this is almost like action and doing where. Again, you can read a book, but I've read this book before and it's kind of just gone over my head, bar a few mm. points, but actually going back, revisiting, revising, studying, teaching, which is almost what we're doing, trying yeah. to teach it, is a real sure way of understanding something. So I'm glad we're doing this. It's and I'm, like, I'm yeah. thinking like, like the way this is going right now between us two, imagine how it would be if it was like a whole group of people. Like, I wonder what the hell would happen. Yeah, that would be fascinating, I think. We should experiment. Like yeah. Add like a third person, like, just in our free time. Like, yeah, of course. Yeah, a yeah. third, a fourth, a fifth, and see what the hell. Yeah, yeah, we can we can build this up, and there's no failure. It's just right, like, yeah. it's experiments. It's an experiment. Yeah. Yeah. Like, exactly. Let's see, let's see what happens. Let's see how it goes. <laughs> Nick, thank you very much. Chapter four is auto suggestion. See you next time. If you've listened, hope you've enjoyed. See you soon. See you guys.